and the 3 2. Drill deep to left field. This could be it. See ya. He's done it. Number 61. He's been chasing history, and now he makes it. He and Roger Maris are tied with 61 home runs, the most anybody has ever hit in a single season in American League history. Legendary stuff last night in Toronto from the great Aaron Judge who ties uh, Roger Maris for the home run AL record in a single season with 61. Aaron Judge finally hit 61 after a seven game, uh, just no no home run streak. Uh, he is the home run leader in the AL, one more, and he will be the home run leader in the American League. Still a few to go to beat the NL record, but he is the tied with Roger Maris as the clean player, uh, non-steroid era, uh, to hit 61 plus home run so congratulations to Aaron Judge uh, the other night in Toronto finally getting 61 now let's hit a few more hello everyone welcome once all to the best podcast on your phone on your laptop on your radio anywhere you get your podcast it's burgers and brats happy Friday Hopefully you all had a great week. Hopefully you're going to have a great weekend with some great action in the sports world. And maybe Aaron Judge can hit a few more home runs before the season ends. we got seven more games to go. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by Hefner Eye Care, located on 5757 Northwest 132nd Street in Oklahoma City. The best eye products, the best eye care, best professionals in the business, top-rated eye care company in the United States. Get your contacts, glasses, sunglasses, go get your annual eye exam, go get everything at Hefner Eye Care. Schedule your your exam today at 405-728-8853. That's 405-728-8853. So, just want to dive a little deeper into Aaron Judge making history the other night. Uh, As a Yankees fan, as a big Aaron Judge fan, man who owns his jerseys and a shirt uh, with Aaron Judge on it, who's going to see him play multiple times. Even got to see Aaron Judge this year in St. Louis. So, uh, awesome to see uh, Aaron Judge during his historic single season record i mean this man is about to win the triple crown if he can hold on with the batting average uh, right now tied in first place with that but leading the rbis by a substantial amount and now leading the home runs by a uh, even wider margin uh aaron judge uh, just a few behind barry bonds who is the is the uh so-called leader of the home run uh, in a home runs in a single season with 73. Now Sosa, McGuire, Barry Bonds all had 60 plus home runs, some 70 plus home runs uh, during the steroid era. So should these really count? Well, uh, Roger Maris Jr., uh, son Roger Maris said uh, no. Aaron Judge is should be the sole leader and the only recognizable player with the home run record. Uh, if he can get 62 and that Aaron Judge should be uh, the outright sole person to have the record and none of the guys from the steroid era. And uh, I believe him. Uh, I, I'm, I'm with uh, Maris on this one. 
I think that the steroid uh, the steroid era and those home runs should be void. I mean, these guys were juiced up. Uh, I mean, of course they're going to hit jingers or dingers. Uh, to say that these the steroids did not work, well, why did they use them? Uh, saying it didn't impact the playing, why did they use them? Uh, I mean, 73 will probably never be broken. Uh, that is a record that is going to be standing up if you count it or not. But uh, congrats to Aaron Judge uh, tying Roger Maris this week, and hopefully he can get a few more this weekend. He's got the Baltimore Baltimore Orioles uh, coming up this weekend, and he has hit the most home runs. The team he's hit the most home runs against, the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, so this could be a fun weekend for Aaron Judge getting uh, closer to that uh, just adding on to the record of 61. So starting off cooking on the grill with Aaron Judge. Now uh, let's move on to, or let us know on the Twitter uh, Twitter at Burgers and Brats. That's Burgers Ampersand Brats. If Aaron Judge and Roger Maris have the uh, the legitimate, uh, the only home run uh, home run stats that should be counted. In the in history, if Barry Bonds, Sosa, McGuire, if they should not count, and it should just be Maris and Judge that should be recognized as the sole home run leaders in a single season. Let us know at Burgers and Brats on Twitter <coughs> or Instagram. Sorry, still got the coughs, guys. Still got it this week. Uh, college football. Uh, moving on to our next segment. Pretty, 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 pretty interesting uh, this past weekend. A lot of teams that I weren't was not really hype on uh, showed that they're definitely legitimate, and teams I was completely hyped up on and thought they could go all the way just let me down this weekend uh, or this past weekend. <coughs> just crazy week of football. Not many great games, but uh, we learned a lot this uh, this past weekend, especially with Clemson uh, heading on the road to take on Wake Forest. Uh, I had picked. Uh, I believe I picked Wake Forest to win that game was my upset pick, and man, they should have had it coming. Uh, Wake Clemson gets it done in overtime. That's just that championship mentality. Those five-star athletes are going to beat those three-star athletes uh, most days of the week, especially when it gets into crunch time. Count on your highly recruited, um, <coughs> your highly recruited players. And that's what Clemson did, and that's how they got this win. Just championship mindset football. They've been there before. They know uh, the stakes. They know what it takes to get a pull out a victory late in the game. Uh, Wake Forest played great. Uh, Sam Hartman, uh, good quarterback. Uh, should be good. Thing, good things to come this weekend with or this weekend and week or this year with Wake Forest. Uh, but Clemson was not too high on them at the beginning of the season, but. Uh, now, uh, legitimate contenders for me. Uh, definitely going to vie for a college football playoff spot. Um, and then Georgia uh, showed it was a little vulnerable uh, this past weekend playing Kent State, giving up 22 points. I think Georgia had three turnovers. Stetson Bennett had two uh, picks. Uh, Clemson defense looks a little human uh, after this past weekend. And then uh, Tennessee uh, getting a huger, huge, huge win uh, at home versus the Florida Gators. Tennessee Volunteers had lost 15 of 16 to Florida over the last so over the last 16 years. Tennessee has only beaten Florida one time. 
uh, and they got the win this past weekend. Josh Heifel and this Tennessee Volunteers team, they were looking legit. Uh, good, good, good contenders. I, I think they can contend. Uh, maybe not make it to the SEC championship, but they can vie for a, a pretty good bowl game, uh, in in my in my opinion. <clears throat> Alabama, Alabama, they're back to normal. Huge win uh, this past weekend. Uh, USC uh, struggled a little, struggled on the road at Oregon State. Almost my upset pick of the week. Uh, decided to pull with USC late. Uh, they end up getting the win on a late touchdown drive with about a minute left in the game to beat um, Oregon State. Uh, Oklahoma, uh, defense still a problem in Norman. Uh, offense uh, got most actually got most of the blame for the offense uh, this past weekend, but uh, Dylan Gabriel played outstanding. Uh, misses on a few throws, but overall a really, really decent really good quarterback in Dylan Gabriel. I think big things are ahead of him. If he can go run the table, go undefeated, he can win a Heisman. Uh, OU defense has got to step up. Uh, tackling, uh, being in position, making plays, cornerbacks, linebackers, uh, stop the run game, uh, see how they play against a mobile quarterback uh, that was not playing, that OU did not stop Adrian Martinez, who had 500 total yards a guy who could not do anything at Nebraska goes for 500 yards uh, in Norman, Oklahoma, with four rushing touchdowns and one passing. Big 12 to me, wide open big game this weekend that I'll predict with Oklahoma State and Baylor playing. Uh, Oklahoma still a chance. Obviously, they always lose one game. One game they shouldn't and then end up winning the Big 12. <coughs> uh, Pac-12, pretty much open the same Pretty much open as well. Uh, be someone versus USC in the Pac-12. Great game this weekend with UCLA and Washington, though. Uh, that will decide a lot uh, for the conference. Uh, and as I mentioned, the Big 12, could it be Kansas? Just regular Kansas making it to the Big 12 championship. They are 4-0, guys, with the number eight, number eight offense in the country. That's right. Kansas is 4-0. And they could very well be 5-0 and after this weekend. Their offense is looking great. Quarterbacks getting a little Heisman, Heisman hype. Uh, this, isn't, this isn't a basketball school anymore, guys. It's a football school. I'm just kidding. It's still a basketball school. But uh, they're playing some pretty good football down in, or up in Lawrence. Uh, Pac-12, yeah, USC, uh, it's going to be them versus anyone, but they are beatable. I think they will lose maybe one or two games in the Pac-12. But everyone inside the top ten, they are beatable to me. <coughs> or everyone besides. No, everyone. everyone. Yeah, Alabama struggled with Texas, Georgia. I mean, they're probably the most complete team still, but every every oh, every single team is beatable. And anything, I, these rankings are going to look completely different towards the end of the year because these teams are going to lose, and it is going to. I think it'll be a cool. I think it'll be an interesting college football playoff uh, final, where I think maybe one or two teams that haven't been or just have made it like once will make the college football playoff because it is that much of an open season right now for college football. It we do not know what is going to happen the rest of the season because these teams are very very close, uh, and. I mean, we've already seen top 10 teams go down, top 10 teams win by 7 points or less against teams they should not be struggling with. So, 
is going to be in a fun football season for college. Uh, so let's move on to some predictions for this week. Uh, let's start with number two, Roll Tide. At number 20, Arkansas. Bama, a 17-point favorite against Arkansas. You know why? Because Bama has won 15 straight versus Arkansas. Yeah, I said that right. Bama. Bryce Young playing a baller season with 1,000 yards already on the year. 13 touchdowns, 2 interceptions only. On the opposite side, K.J. Jefferson, 941 yards, 8 touchdowns, 1 interception. Almost led them to a win against Texas A&M last week after the field goal kicker hit the top of the field goal with, uh, post, which we never, ever see. Uh, so that was pretty insane. Uh, both teams... Uh, Alabama's got the upper hand uh, on this one a little bit. Alabama's actually the second overall on defense in the country. Uh, this is the matchup we're going to want to see with Alabama being ranked fourth overall on defense against the rush. Arkansas, ninth overall on offense against the rush. Or ninth overall on offense with the rush. And then uh, on the opposite side as well, Alabama, tenth on offense against the run game. So I think this is going to be a... A lot of ground game going on. Uh, these teams are ranked ninth and 10th, uh, respectively, for their running run attack. And I think uh, this game is it's going to be an interesting game to watch. Uh, Arkansas just doesn't have too many weapons or is too good of a team for me to pick. I mean, lost to Texas A&M, lost to App State at home. Uh, Should have won that game. You, you barely beat a Missouri State team. Um, that game was, I think, tied going into the fourth quarter. A good solid win week one against uh, what was a ranked Cincinnati team. We knew they weren't going to be ranked for much longer this year. Uh, but I, th I think Alabama, just too many weapons on this team. I mean, who knows, though? Alabama went to Texas and almost uh, laid an egg. They did lay an egg, but unfortunately it didn't crack. So uh, Alabama, I think, just has too many weapons offensively and defensively. I think that defense is going to step up major and uh, kind of control K.J. Jefferson. But K.J. Jefferson gets loose. Uh, they can't uh, Alabama can't corral him. He, go he has 100 yards rushing on the ground, a few couple tutties. I think this game can be anyone's ball game to win heading late into the fourth quarter. But right now, I'm going to Alabama. I think Arkansas can cover in this game. I'm going with the Crimson Tide to get it done. Uh, next game, we got Wake Forest at Florida State. This game uh, is it. Florida State, are they back to national provenance? Well, maybe a little bit. Florida State's 4-0 on the year with that crazy week one win against LSU, or that crazy week two win uh, against LSU. And then uh, wins against Louisville, Boston College. Now they play Wake Forest coming off that tough loss against Clemson. Ah, uh, this, is, this is Florida State's best uh, record, uh, best opening to a season since 2015. And it's the first time they're ranked in the top 25 for four years. <clears throat> so they've got a lot riding uh, right now. Uh, they do have <coughs> to deal with that Hurricane Ian, uh, which uh, could be weighing on a lot of players' minds. Who knows? Uh, they've had a lot of their week uh, just uh, up in arms and um, just moving around, uh, not really heading on this game. Uh, so it is at home in Tallahassee, so they are playing the game as scheduled. Wake Forest to me, uh, though, well, 
<clears throat> Jordan Travis is not too far behind Sam Hartman this year, but only five touchdowns, one interception. Five touchdowns on the year uh, for Florida State uh, quarterback Jordan Travis. That is not going to cut it uh, to your team beating these bigger, uh, bigger, or these bigger and better teams. I know you're in the ACC, so it's a little better of a schedule, but you're not going to win many games putting up five touchdowns from your quarterback through four games. On the other side, Sam Hartman, 13 touchdowns, two interceptions. I think if Hartman can just keep the ball out of Florida State's hands, don't get, don't let Florida State hang around in this game, especially at home and all that they've been through this week. I think Florida State can march into Tallahassee and control, kind of dominate this game, uh, especially on the uh, air attack because they are 105th in rushing <laughs> on the year. So Wake Forest needs to find some of that balance, uh, keep the ball out of Florida State's hands, or and just uh, keep the clock moving, get in there, get out, get a win. Florida State, on the other hand, uh, shorten this game uh, for Florida State. You average 226 yards on the ground per game. Uh, this is the this is how you're going to beat Wake Forest. Keep it out of Sam Hartman's hands, uh, to where he cannot throw his uh, touchdowns, and just light up that uh, and just be that great offensive uh, genius we've seen uh, darting in uh, to the routes. <coughs> so, uh, Wake Forest not great on defense. Uh, Florida State though. Uh, I think if they get this ground game going, if they get if they get their average 220 yards, 225 yards, I think this can be a close game. I think it can be a game heading into the fourth quarter, but I don't think Florida State has enough to pull it out. No, it's at home, but give me the Wake Forest Demon Deacons just because they played uh, their opponent uh, last week a little closer. I'm going with the Demon Deacons over the Florida State Seminoles. All right, so let's move on to another great game this weekend. Oklahoma State at Baylor. The rematch of last year's Big 12 championship. Uh, what a great game that was. Oklahoma State just an inch short from winning the Big 12 championship. Blake Shapin making his first start, uh, going a perfect, I believe, 12 for 12, 13 and 13 in the first half against Oklahoma State in that game. Uh, and they get the win in the Big 12 championship. Uh, this game should be a lot of fun. Oklahoma State uh, beat them earlier in the year last year when it was in Stillwater. Uh, don't really know much about Baylor, honestly. Uh, did have a seven-point win against Iowa State. Uh, did beat Ole Miss, or did be uh, or did lose to BYU early in the year, uh, second week into the season in overtime at BYU. Uh, and then BYU just got their business handled to them by Oregon, so who got their business handled to them by Georgia. So who knows uh, what this Baylor team is really like? This will be their first actual test. Uh, three and one on the year. That defense uh, not great against the pass overall, though. Uh, they can stop this rushing attack <coughs> um, with uh, Dominic Richardson, who has 215 yards on on the year. Uh, Oklahoma State, on the other hand, you're coming off a bye week, a really early bye week in week four, so they're only 3-0 and on the season. Uh, they have not played a single soul yet, uh, playing Central Michigan, Arizona State, and Arkansas Pine Bluff. So this will be Oklahoma State's actual first test of the season because the rest of these teams are D2 teams, uh, basically. Uh, Spencer Sanders getting some 
Uh, probably some inflated stats uh, in the previous three weeks. Uh, 916 yards, 10 touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Blake Shapin, though, seven touchdowns, one interception. He's got to step up, at least have two, three touchdowns on this game if they want to <coughs> control or be in the uh, be, in, be in control for most of this game. I think Shapin's going to have to have a few, uh, few passing touchdowns. And then I'm going to stay on the offensive side. Uh, Spencer Sanders cannot have any turnovers. This man is a turnover machine. If he has two turnovers... One turnover, okay. Two turnovers, uh, this game will most more than likely end up in a Baylor victory. So Spencer Sanders has to keep this ball um, on the offense side, cannot turn this ball over. Uh, it, this is going to be fun, um, fun games. Um, Spencer Sanders, 12 interceptions last season, uh, and seven came in the two and seven came in the two games against Baylor where he was picked off four times and did not throw a touchdown. So he had seven interceptions against his Baylor team last year. I would say that is not very good. <coughs> so hopefully he can protect this ball and not give Baylor some easy victories right there. Um, both teams don't really know too much about. Obviously, we don't know much about anyone because it's so early in the season still, but we'll learn a lot after about week four, so or week four, week five. Uh, we are going to be learning a lot about these teams and where they stand and what we should expect of them later into the season. But for right now, I'm going with the Baylor Bears at home. Trust them a little more with their offense, their head coach, their defense to get the victory. So give me Baylor Bears over Oklahoma State. Now let's head to the SEC with uh, what should be a good game, but I think one of these teams is uh, pretty overrated, and I do not understand how Ole Miss is a seven-point favorite against my underdog pick for the year, the University of Kentucky Football School uh, with Mark Stoops. Uh, why is my SEC pick, underdog pick, not getting its respect it deserves? I don't get it. <coughs> Kentucky ranks seventh in the nation, four and zero on the year. Uh, Will Levis having a great, great season. Uh, last week, 18 for 26, 303 yards, four touchdowns, and this is he had that was his third game of the year with 300 yards passing. He had four plays of 40, or he connected for plays of 40, 69, and 70 yards on the game. <clears throat> so Will Levis, this Kentucky team is slinging it down the field, and uh, this team is going to be good because they're going to beat this Ole Miss team come on guys come on you know I'm taking Kentucky uh Ole Miss though uh they really could not put away Tulsa last week winning 35 to 27 at home uh Ole Miss I uh, haven't really heard much of them uh this year I mean with that Lane Kiffin team you would expect to hear a lot from them in the season but we really just haven't seen much of them. They are ranked. They are four and zero on the season as well. Jackson Dart, uh, just under seventy yards, seventy seven hundred yards passing on the year, only five touchdowns as well and two interceptions. So not great stats for him. <coughs> uh, they do get it done on the running game with Quinshawn Judkins. Uh, he's got four hundred twenty nine yards and five touchdowns on the season. So Ole Miss is going to be running the football, keeping the ball out of. Uh, gunslinger Will Levis hands uh, who has 1100 yards on the season 10 touchdowns 
but four interceptions. So, keys to the game, turnovers, turnovers, turnovers for this Ole Miss defense. They are throwing 29th uh, on defense, 36th overall on passing. So if they can get a few picks in the air, get two picks, you are in great shape to take home a win at home versus this highly touted Kentucky team. Uh, you can, or, uh, Kentucky, on the other hand, 17th overall on defense, Ole Miss 20th overall on offense. So this is going to be a pretty even matchup. Uh, these teams, seven rankings apart in the AP poll, but these these teams are much closer than that on the football field. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good game to watch. Uh, I think Ole Miss is a little overhyped heading into this game, especially with a Lane Kiffin coach team. Uh, you don't really see – he doesn't get the huge wins that he needs uh, for uh, a given season. He'll get one or one, maybe two uh, decent wins, but no huge wins. And I think that trend continues uh, this week. Ole Miss just struggled a little bit last week. Don't know. I mean, hey, that that may be no indication of how Ole Miss comes out ready to play. Uh, I just like Kentucky a little more, <coughs> especially with uh, their coach and their uh, passing attack. But hey, if Ole Miss, uh, Kentucky, eighty-one yards on the ground per game, that is one hundred twenty-third in the country. 85 yards on the ground for Kentucky uh, game average. That is not good. That is atrocious. So, Ole Miss, force Kentucky to throw the ball. Do you, don't even, you don't even need to stack the box. Just force them to throw the ball. Get your either turnovers and then or just let them run in, into their alignment or something because they cannot run the ball. That is atrocious. That is awful. So, a few keys to the game uh, for that. Just force Kentucky to run the ball, guys. That's all it's going to take. <laughs> but I just I trust Kentucky too much. Maybe I shouldn't be trusting. Maybe I shouldn't throw out the word trust. We're four weeks into the season. About to be five. Uh, we really don't know much. We will know a lot after this week when these teams start playing these other teams that are closely similar. But this, could be, this will be uh, probably the second, maybe third best game of the, of the week. Uh, these teams are just so evenly matched. I don't understand why Ole Miss is such a huge point favorite, though. But give me Kentucky in a win at Oxford, Mississippi. Now let's head over to the ACC in a in the primetime Saturday night matchup with the number five Clemson Tigers at home versus uh, the number ten ranked yeah ten ranked tenth ranked North Carolina State. Um, Another ranked matchup, uh, another huge uh, game for Clemson in back-to-back weeks uh, facing another uh, ACC-ranked opponent. Uh, this game, I, I'm not. This game will be a little different uh, than last week. Uh, Wake Forest, we know had that amazing offense, uh, but this NC State team just not as hype about. You know why? Because NC State. Has not won at Clemson since 2002 when it last held a top 10 ranking. So last year, though, the Wolfpack did pull out an overtime victory against the Tigers uh, to snap an eight game losing streak in the series. 
It'll be seen just how much Clemson dominates this series. And when history is not on your side, the game's not going to be on your side that year. Uh, that's just how it goes. You'll get one year, but it's not happening two years in a row. Uh, I, the Tigers, 175 points this season, which is their highest total through four games under Dabo Sweeney. So that offense is cooking. DJ Ugale is finally getting the ball in the end zone, getting the ball downfield. I know a lot of people, including myself, are not high on DJ heading to the, into this season, but he has proven the haters wrong, and he is going out there slinging it. Uh, Clemson survived that upset last week against Wake Forest because they scored points. They were getting points on the board. Uh, <coughs> this week, though, uh, it's not really close, guys. NC State's one of the worst top 10 teams I've seen uh, in a few years. Uh, should have lost to East Carolina in week one. They were fortunate their East Carolina kicker missed a field goal <coughs> at the end of the game. Uh, just I wasn't too high on Clemson at the beginning of the year, but <coughs> this is one of the this is that time that I can admit Clemson is Clemson. They are back. Uh, they are going to be winning a few games, and I expect them to win, win this game pretty handily. DJ Ugly, 1,000 yards on the year, 10 touchdowns, and only one interception. So he's keeping the ball out of the opponent's hands. That's how you win football games. And they're getting it done on the ground with Will Shipley, 353 yards, uh, seven touchdowns for the running back. They're spreading the ball out there, letting players score. Uh, this is offense, defense. Click on, on all cylinders. And North Carolina State, though, 13th overall on defense, uh, according to these according to the rankings, but I don't see that stopping Clemson as much. I think Clemson, like I mentioned earlier, five stars versus three stars. The five stars are going to get these wins. They're going to pull out these wins. They know how to win. It's championship DNA in Clemson. Uh, they know what to do. They know how to do it. And I think this game is going to be so lopsided that uh, Clemson is going to double the point spread at 6.5. They're going to win by more than that because this NC State team sucks. Yeah, I said it. Sorry if you're listening, Wolfpack fans, but Clemson is going to demolish you this week. Uh, That picks my lock of the week. Uh, For spread, though, for my uh, spread lock of the week, uh, let's see. (coughs) A lot of picks. Uh, Yeah, lock of the week right there. Clemson destroying North Carolina State uh, to uh, get a huge win at home. And I think Clemson, if they win this week, I think they jump Michigan for that four spot. So that is my college football uh, picks for week five. And uh, like I just mentioned, my uh, what I think will happen next week in the AP poll, here are my AP poll picks for uh, my AP, or my personal birds and brats college football rankings. Uh, number 10, I'm going to go Penn State. Uh, yeah, to escape Purdue week one, week two, but uh, you win, you're in. Penn State, top 10. Number 9, Oklahoma State, just haven't shown me much. Uh, played in a bunch of D2 schools. Uh, win a big win here, you'll probably jump up. At number 8, I've got Tennessee uh, finally beating their Gator curse, uh, jumped into the top 10, uh, well well deserved. 7, I got USC. Um, kept in the same spot just because they struggled with Oregon State uh, this week. Uh, Pac-12 after dark, anything can happen, but uh, USC, 7. Number 6, Kentucky. Yeah, guys, I'm riding high on Kentucky. Give me the Wildcats at number 6. <laughs> Big win here. And a loss by a top-five team, maybe Clemson. 
They move in the top five. At number five, though, I've actually got Michigan uh, this week. Just struggled against Maryland. Uh, game could have gone either way, but they pulled that out in the end. Uh, fortunate, I mean, first, not even play the game. Michigan has the ball inside the uh, Maryland 10 because the uh, kickoff returner fumbles the football, hits his face mask. So maybe that doesn't happen. Game goes completely different way. But Michigan at number five. Number four, I've got Clemson, just what they did last week. Huge win against Wake Forest, proving us all wrong. Number three, I've got Ohio State. Really don't know how well they are. I mean, they're putting up points, but, guys, it's against uh, weak teams. Uh, did struggle against Notre Dame, who then, I mean, you all saw, went out and lost to Marshall uh, the following week and just struggled against Cal. A uh, big win against North Carolina, but who knows how good this Ohio State team is, but keeping them at three nonetheless. So, number two, Bama. Come on. No explanation needed. And then one, obviously, Georgia. Or, wait, no, Kansas. Guys, Kansas is my number one team. Come on. No, but Georgia at number one. So that is my college football rankings and picks for this upcoming week. Go take them to the bank. Uh, you guys know who's winning these games, and it's everyone I projected to win. So uh, before we move into the NFL picks for this week let's move into on this day in history got a lot of baseball actually a lot of yankee stuff guys uh 1923 new york yankee lou gary hits first his first home run of his career uh his first of his 493 home runs so lou gary's first home run 1923 on this day then 1934 babe ruth final game as a Yankee he goes 0 for 3 back in 1934 and then three years ago today 2019 the Texas Rangers play their final game in their old baseball stadiums versus the New York Yankees so uh, a lot of baseball a lot of Yankee stuff and and on this day in history and some birthdays to give out uh, Ed Sullivan Samuel Adams Heisman winner Tom Harmon. So happy birthday uh, to all those great legends. Uh, on this day, sponsored by Hefner Eye Care. Uh, get your contacts, glasses, sunglasses, eye exam. Go get your annual checkups for your eyes. Super important to have healthy eyes, uh, especially when you get older. Schedule your appointment now at 405-728-8853. That's 405-728-8853. Located in Oklahoma City or check out their website at HefnerEyeCare.com. All right, now let's move on to the NFL. Uh, my power rankings after week four, heading into week four, uh, number 10, I've got the Dallas Cowboys. Cooper Rush is the future for the Dallas Cowboys. How about them boys? How about that boy, Dak Prescott? I mean, Cooper Rush. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, Dak Prescott will have a starting job once he gets back. But coming at number 10, them boys, the Dallas Cowboys. Number 9, Minnesota Vikings. Late game heroics from Kirk Cousins last week. Get them the win. Vikings coming at number 9. The Buccaneers coming in at number 8 just because, I mean, I guess, who's better? I mean, they have Tom Brady, but... They have not looked good at all, especially with the home another loss. Uh, where their offense just struggled, struggled, struggled. Defense though, legit. Number seven, just ahead of them, the Green Bay Packers, who got that road win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Aaron Rodgers, no receivers, no problem. Gets the win. 
Number six, I got the defending champions, the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, good on offense, but could look better overall offensively and defensively, but checking in just outside of top five. Number five, a team that just let me down last weekend, the Kansas City Chiefs. My goodness, what an awful, awful win. Or awful, awful loss uh, on the road against a winless Indianapolis Colts team. Just looked awful, all out of sorts. Uh, number four, I got the Baltimore Ravens. Pay that man. Pay Lamar Jackson. That man is earning that moolah. They are going to give him four knocks for how he's playing. He's making up 86% of the Baltimore Ravens offense. Yeah, 86% of the offense is going through Lamar Jackson. Uh, then coming up, number four. Number three, I got the Buffalo Bills. Uh had them as my number one team last week. They dropped two spots. Uh, tough loss on the road against Miami, who is a pretty good team. Uh, but the Bills coming in at number three. Look, they get back on track with a huge game this week. Uh, and then number two, I've got, well, yeah, three and four next week. Uh, number two, I've got the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts, MVP. This Eagles team is getting it done offense, defense. Baby, this Eagles team is fly, Eagles fly. And the number one, a surprise but not a surprise, the Miami Dolphins coming in at number one. What is going on in Miami? Getting some huge wins at home against some great opponents. They are looking phenomenal. They are swimming to some easy, easy, good-looking wins. Uh, So that is my week four power rankings. Uh, some things we saw last week in week three, only two undefeated teams, and those are my one and two uh, this week. So uh, a little crazy. Uh, Miami and Eagles are the only two undefeated teams, and there are only two undefeated teams this season. Uh, well, actually, not much longer. Uh, looks like the Miami Dolphins are going to get a loss uh, tonight against the Cincinnati Bengals. So uh, could just be the Eagles, only undefeated team. Uh, to come through, uh, everyone is beatable. Actually, no, no matter uh, who the opponent is, uh, we saw a great Kansas City team lose to an awful Indianapolis Colts team. So, uh, really, anything can happen in the NFL. We know that, but especially this year, anyone can beat anybody. Uh, yeah. So those are some of the main things. Uh, Rush, Cooper Rush, obviously better than Dak Prescott. We knew that. Uh, but uh, Dak Prescott could be back by week four. Uh, slight chance of that. Uh, was throwing a few footballs uh, in practice this week, but probably doubtful. Um, more than likely could play in week five, but we will see. Uh, uh, just coming off two weeks after uh, thumb surgery. So uh, those are what we saw in week three. Should be a pretty decent week four. Not some great, not huge matchups, but some pretty pretty good matchups. Some pretty Should be some pretty close games in the nfl so let us start with my denver broncos broncos country let's ride as russell wilson would say heading to the sin city las vegas las vegas a two and a half point favorite even though they are the only 0-3 team in the country denver uh still there's still some growing pain especially with nathaniel hackett as a first year head coach russell wilson um, as the quarterback, 
only two touchdowns on the year for Russell Wilson. Uh, that uh, is going to need to go up, uh, especially if you want to beat a rival in Las Vegas. Uh, when you're playing a rival, anything can happen. Uh, Derek Carr, four, six touchdowns, four interceptions on the year. So this man is turning the ball over. That's the main reason why they are uh, sitting at 0-3 on the season. Their leading receiver is Mac Hollins with 240 yards. Yeah, guys, uh, where are these big-name receivers uh, that we saw? Darren Waller, I mean, Devontae Adams, uh, their other uh, big tight end, or their other uh, really uh, slick wide receiver. So where are these guys? Why are they not getting the ball? Um, Denver is getting it done on the ground game, uh, having – uh, middle of the nation or middle of the NFL in rushing per game. That defense, though, is what is saving this Denver team from being 0 and 3. Uh, they're third in the in the NFL in overall defense, and that is how they just put a stamp on Jimmy G last week, uh, getting a huge Sunday night victory over the 49ers. The uh, can Russell Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett, finally get it figured out? Well. When Peyton Manning first got to the Denver Broncos, there were some growing pains too until heading into week four where they played the Oakland Raiders at the time. Uh, It put them on the right track when Denver and Peyton Manning uh, were playing in their fourth game. Manning had 338 yards, three touchdowns, and a 37-6 win over the Raiders. So could this be the turning point in Russell Wilson's Bronco career? Hey, maybe it could be. Uh, but uh, probably not that good. He's not Peyton Manning, but he could put up some good good yards against this uh, pretty lackluster uh, Raiders offense. I think this defense could have a field day against uh, Derek Carr uh, in this team. Just logging down Devontae Adams, and I don't know where else they're going to go. Uh, Josh McDaniels looking for his first win as a uh, as a Raiders head coach. He is 0-3 on the year. Hey, I try to tell you guys, this Josh McDaniels hire was just awful. Just an awful hire. This man cannot coach. This man is cannot be a head coach because he is obviously not good like we're seeing. Not the offensive genius like we saw in New England. He had Tom Brady. Uh, I mean, Derek Carr is not... Derek Carr is not Tom Brady, but he's not awful. He's a middle-of-the-pack quarterback, maybe slightly above average when he wants to be. Got them to a playoff uh, playoffs last year. Uh, the Raiders' uh, three losses, though, have been by a total of 13 points. So they've been close. Could this be the week they finally get over that hump? I don't think so. Taking the Denver Broncos in this one and getting a win at Las Vegas and keeping them 0-4. Now let's check up a NFL matchup that pairs two former college teammates against each other two former heisman trophy winners two former number one nfl draft picks two former oklahoma sooners and we got the arizona cardinals heading to carolina for kyler murray versus baker mayfield in the nfl as a sooner fan this is going to be my game of the week uh it's going to be uh, a pair of one-win teams. Uh, both teams have struggled pretty much. Cle- uh, Panthers finally got a big win against the Saints. Uh, could this be them getting on the right track uh, with that offense, with Christian McCaffrey, with Baker Mayfield, who we know can win, can win in playoff games, uh, and this offense? Uh, Kyler Murray, uh, Cardinals, they're just looking lackluster on the offensive side of the ball. 
Didn't really expect that this year. Kyler Murray only three touchdowns on the season. This man should have 10 touchdowns by now. Usually this uh, the Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury, usually uh, starts off super hot in the first half of the season, and then it tanks in the second half. But we're seeing the complete opposite maybe this year. The first half, they are not playing good football. Defense, uh, just nothing there. Uh, not great on defense for Arizona. Um, offense, completely middle of the pack. Uh, just not getting much to the ground or the passing. Carolina on the other side, their offense is second to dead last. Uh, Matt Rule, Baker Mayfield, Joe Judge uh, got to get something going on the offense. Uh, finally, we're putting up points last week uh, against a okay Saints team, so we'll see how that transfers over. But whoever loses this game, they are in big trouble uh, for this upcoming season, and I don't know if they, those teams can turn it around. James Conner on the year, their leading rusher for Arizona, 90 yards. Only 90 yards and 30 attempts, one touchdown. Kyler Murray, you got to start being the leading rusher. Might as well because you guys are not getting it done on the ground game. And uh, that is going to be a big part to winning uh, winning this game. The Panthers, though, have owned the series matchup against the Arizona Cardinals, winning 14 of 19 games, including winning, winning six straight. And they've defeated Arizona in each of the last three seasons twice with Kyler Murray as a starting quarterback. <clears throat> uh, two of those wins, though, came in the playoffs in the 2015 NFC Championship games. Uh, so, I mean, that was with uh, Cam Newton. So, uh, doesn't really play in a part here, but you can see just how much the, uh, just how much the uh, Panthers dominate against the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, and Matt Rule, he remembers Kyler Murray. Uh, when Kyler threw six touchdowns and ran for another in a 63-30 to win, 33 win over Matt Rule's Baylor Bears. Uh, <laughs> Matt Rule said this week, I saw him do things in college that made me just want to walk off the field. <laughs> so uh, these teams know, or th these, these quarterbacks uh, know Matt Rule. They know each other. And this is Kyler Murray's 50th career NFL game. It's a lot of games. Uh, I can't believe it's been that long. It's four years in the league. Uh, Baker Mayfield, though, just got to get passes, get the ball down the field, get to Roby Anderson, uh, just get some more intelligence on offense. Uh, just play calling has just been awful. I'm, a lot of it's been on play calling uh, this season. Uh, maybe constant quarterback play, but uh, let Baker Mayfield throw the ball, and he will get you some points. We saw that in Cleveland, so... Uh, hopefully Panthers can open the playbook, the playbook, and hopefully Arizona can just get things going. Maybe they're just missing DeAndre Hopkins too much, but this Arizona team should not be one and two, and almost zero and three on the season. So maybe they can step it up. Uh, right now, uh, it's a tough game to pick. Uh, this game can go either way. But I think I'm going to take the Panthers at home. I think just what I've seen, at least last week. I'm basically. Uh, basing off last week where Panthers actually looked pretty competent in getting a victory. So I'm going with the Panthers at home against the Arizona Cardinals and just continue their dominating streak over Arizona. Uh, next, we got a Monday night matchup, the Los Angeles Rams uh, heading to San Francisco. San Francisco is actually a one and a half point favorite uh, in this one, even after what we saw last Sunday night with Jimmy G and the San Francisco 49ers. 
Los Angeles Rams, uh, Matt Safford, four touchdowns, five interceptions. So he is not taking care of the ball. Jimmy Garoppolo, two interceptions in the year, but hey, that was his uh, first game as a starter uh, this season. So see if he gets more comfortable into his uh, next few games uh, being as a starter as Trey Lance went out for the season. Cooper Cup, balling, 280 yards, three touchdowns. Knew I should have taken him in fantasy. Uh, coming off his, uh, what should have been MVP season, still playing very, very well. San Francisco, I expect them to just dominate, uh, showing this game. Six in the six in the NFL in rushing with 151 yards per game. Uh, they can't get it through the air, so I expect them to ground game, ground game, ground game uh, this game and rely on that defense that is ranked first in passing and second overall. So don't let Jimmy G throw the ball, give him interceptions, but hey, Jimmy G throws an interception, you know the defense is going to get your offense back on the field. Don't really trust Matthew Stafford. He just hasn't looked that good. Uh, but they do have ballers, offense and defense. This team is full. I mean, it's a Super Bowl winning team. So that is why I'm taking the Rams. Uh, San Francisco has had the Rams number over the last few years. <clears throat> but the, uh, this NFC West uh, meeting, uh, I think it's going to be pretty, pretty good game. <clears throat> I, I just think that the Rams have too much, uh, too much star players and They've been there before, and they know how to get this win. I just don't really trust Jimmy uh, bounce back to bounce back in this game, and I'm going with the Rams in a win over the San Francisco 49ers. All right, so two more games to pick. Uh, let's start with the Buffalo Bills at the Baltimore Ravens. My overall three and fourth ranked teams in the NFL. This is going to be a fun, fun weekend, or fun, fun game uh, in Baltimore, uh, the Buffalo Bills are a three-point favorite on the road against this Ravens team, where, as I mentioned earlier, 87% of the offense is going through Lamar Jackson. Wait, that's just remarkable. Pay the man. Pay him his money. Um, Josh Allen, though, uh, pretty baller this season. I mean, uh, been looking pretty good. I, we knew this Baltimore offense was going to get – I mean, we knew this Baltimore offense and defense was going to get points and make stops. Uh, and, I mean, both team, both sides of the ball are going to get points because this defense for Baltimore can score the ball as well. Uh, Baltimore, I mean, we thought was the most overall rounded team. A, they still might be. One loss uh, doesn't really hurt them. Uh, doesn't disprove that they are uh, frauds or doesn't disprove that they are contenders. So uh, this Buffalo team, <clears throat> Josh Allen is their leading passer, but he's also their leading rusher, and he's only got 113 yards on the season. Uh, so not great for Buffalo if they if they want to have a balance attack. It's really just going through the air, and that's where they're going to be vulnerable, just running, if not having a run game. And that is going to probably cost them a few games in the future, and this could cost them this weekend. Josh Allen, though, 1,000 yards in the uh, in the air, nine tutties, two interceptions. Stephon Diggs, the year I don't draft him in fantasy, he's finally balling out, 344 yards, four touchdowns. <laughs> this uh, Baltimore, or this Buffalo offense is ranked second overall, first in uh, passing, so I mean, Josh Allen, slinging, gun slinging, 338 yards per game for Josh Allen. 
defense. First in the nation, or first in the NFL. <laughs> so first and second, respectfully, on both sides of the ball. They're second in pass defense, second in rushing defense. This team is very, very well-rounded. I do not know how they lost uh, to Miami last weekend. Uh, Baltimore, on the other hand, uh, first in first in the league in points per game at 33. Baltimore or Buffalo second with uh, or Baltimore third with 30 points per game. So this is going to be offense versus offense because the Baltimore Ravens do not have a defense. They are dead last, dead last in overall defense, 32nd in the league and 32nd in the league in passing defense, going against the number one overall passing offense. That is not a good mix for getting dubs on Sundays. Baltimore needs Josh Allen to throw two interceptions because if he throws one, no biggie. Two interceptions, okay, yeah. That is going to give Lamar an edge uh, in this league, in this game. 749 yards through the air, 10 touchdowns, only two interceptions. He is their leading rusher with 243 yards. 243 yards to the ground for Lamar Jackson. That is insane. Uh, Mark Andrews, leading receiver, 245 yards, three touchdowns. So offense versus offense, defense versus no defense. Uh, Just you can't have the 32nd worst defense in the league. Yeah, so and win a game against the number one offense, guys. Offense is going to win nowadays. Baltimore does have the offense. They can score, but this Bills defense is going to get stops against Lamar Jackson. Uh, one turnover should be it for the Ravens, and they can see uh, so long to that win. I hope it's a really entertaining game. I think it can be a really entertaining game, uh, but I think just Buffalo gets the win on the road at Baltimore, bounces back this week. Should be a great game, but uh, if the stats don't lie, uh, Buffalo should win uh, pretty comfortably uh, down the stretch. So give me Buffalo in this one. And then finally, our last game, our Sunday night uh, nightcap uh, primetime game, NBC uh, Chiefs at Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay opened as a two-point favorite in this game, but now it's uh, the line is even, so it's really just a toss-up in this one. Chiefs coming off that embarrassing loss, like I mentioned earlier, to the winless Indianapolis Colts. Oh, just atrocious, awful. Uh, Pat Mahomes did not look himself. Offense did not look themselves. Defense did not look themselves. Tampa Bay offense hasn't looked themselves all year. Tom Brady has not looked like the Tom Brady we've seen over the last uh, 50 years he's been playing in the league. Defense, though, uh, looking really good. And that offense, like I just mentioned, 27th in the league. Yeah, Tampa Bay, 27th ranked offense in the league. When's the last time we said that about Tom Brady-led offense? I don't think ever. So uh, struggle bus is there in Tampa Bay. They got to get some stuff rolling on offense. Uh, it's a, uh, and they're going against a pretty stout Kansas City Chiefs defense. Uh, ninth overall in the league. Do give up a lot of passing yards, about middle of the rank there. Uh, but Tom Brady's not slinging that ball, so I don't think they have to worry about much for the Chiefs side. Um, they're 22nd. Uh, only 224 yards passing through the air for Tampa Bay, so uh, not much there. Defense, 
Tampa Bay ranked fourth overall, uh, Kansas City seventh ranked offense. So this is going to be offense versus defense for that side of the, or for that perspective with Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes, see if he can get back into shape. See if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire can uh, get the ball rolling like he did that first a week, uh, kind of that second week. But maybe he just had a uh, just he's probably an overrated back, but just had a few lucky or two lucky games this season. He's only got 116 yards of rushing. He had half that or more, or he had way more than that in his uh, uh, first game. So, or way more than half of that in his first game, I should say. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, eight touchdowns, only one interception. Tom Brady, four, four games in, guys, and he's only got three touchdowns. Tom Brady, what is? who is this guy? This has got to be a clone. This is not the real Tom Brady that we know. Um, they have not had the receiving core, though, uh, the majority of this uh, season. Mike Evans suspended that one game with the fight against St. Lu- or the Saints. Uh, Chris Godwin injured uh, in, in week one, finally should be back this week. Yet uh, Julio Jones been injured the last few weeks. So uh, hopefully getting some guys back and that offense can maybe get revamped. But I do not think see that happening this week. I think the... Uh, struggles continue in Tampa Bay. I think uh, also a lot dealing with this hurricane. I think Tampa Bay too much on the mind, too much just in their heads right now. Uh, can't get, can't seem to figure it out. Maybe if they get it figured out versus the, versus the Chiefs, they are right on track. But I think the Chiefs go into Tampa Bay get a huge win. Uh, Patrick Mahomes versus. Tom Brady, Mahomes gets the better of Brady in this one. So that is my NFL power rankings and my picks of the week. But actually, my lock of the week. Let's pull it up in the NFL. Let's see. Cannot get it to load. There we go. Give me the Rams minus one and or the Rams plus one and a half against the San Francisco 49ers as my lock of the week. Alright guys, uh, that is my NFL, so let's move on to the final segment. Who would I share my burger and brats with? Well, uh, as I mentioned earlier in the show, uh, Aaron Judge is getting my burger. Uh, hit his 61st home run, tying uh, Maris for, 60, for 61 home runs in a single year from 61 years ago. Uh, should be... Uh, that that was just pretty remarkable night uh, for Aaron Judge. Hopefully he can add a few more. But that is who I'm sharing my burger with and my brat rapper Coolio, uh, passing away this uh, this week, uh, sadly at the age of 59. Uh, sang the famous song "Gangster Gangsters Paradise" and "Fantastic Voyage" and many other just uh, influential in the rap game in the early 90s. In the 90s, uh, gonna miss Coolio a lot. Uh, great artist. Uh, what I hear, a great person. So. Uh, give my burger and brought to Aaron Judge and uh, legendary rapper Coolio. So, everyone, thank you all for listening. Given my college football, my NFL picks, rankings, um, looking forward to a great, great week. Hopefully, your sports teams can win. Uh, keep it, keep the excitement going. We're almost, uh, we're almost in the thick of things for both college football and NFL. It should get even better in the next few weeks. Uh, thank you all for listening. Make sure you follow on any streaming platform at Burgers and Brats. That's Burgers Ampersand Brats. Twitter or er, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Pandora, uh, Amazon Music, a- anywhere you get your podcast at Burgers and Brats, and stay up to date with the latest news on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.
at Burgers and Brats. Go give it a follow. Go give us a rating. Go do everything with us, please. Uh, Burgers and Brats Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Take care. Stay safe.